Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. And I'm Elizabeth Talbot. You sang for us the theme song from Mission Impossible, and I want to know how it is that this has become sort of a keynote, a, something of your ministry, is representative of your ministry. Well, actually, it was interesting because I got to sing um, in the music center. You know, my, my first degree in college was actually a music degree, and it's actually an instrument. I'm a pianist. But oh, okay. I got to sing in this group that sang when the guy that actually created the, this song. Okay, the one who wrote Mission Impossible. He actually wrote the 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 music. Yes. And he actually was directing the orchestra when I sang in the music center. He's actually from Argentina. Oh, uh, you just had to throw that in there. Yes, yes, of course, because we're very talented (laughs) in Argentina. (laughs) No, what happened is, uh, you know, it was, I didn't know him. And then they said, well, remember the person that wrote this? He's going to be directing the the symphonic Mm -hmm. orchestra when we sing. And that was wonderful. But then, you know, the song kind of stayed in my mind. I knew Mm everyone when I was a kid. And uh, I put the whole uh, file of an audio file in my computer, and I used it one time to come into the church uh, with that song. So, so you're you're entering the church yes, to the theme to preach, music you know, of, of uh, Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. Good. And what I had had an artist do was take the logo of Mission Impossible and erase the M part. The I am is an I impossible. Am okay. With a uh, with a cross. So the cross would make it mission possible. Mission possible. And so it became one of the logos of my ministry that the cross made the mission impossible possible. Very and, good. Yeah, and actually, this is something that many times we see in the New Testament where God says, it's impossible with men. Salvation is impossible for mm-hmm. men, but it's possible for God. You know, when you told me the story, I thought we were going to go a long way to get nowhere. But we, you know, we actually got someplace, <laughs> and this is good. Well, I like this. It is mission possible with well, God. Well, this is why I chose it, because <laughs> today we have a story in which God will tell uh, Mary through an angel that nothing is impossible for God. And it becomes one of the summaries of, of God's statement about how salvation happens, that there's no possibility for mankind to be saved, except that God makes it possible. Everything about this is impossible. God becomes man? I'm sorry, that's impossible. Yes. A virgin gives birth? I'm that's sorry, impossible. that's impossible. Elizabeth is barren. We saw it yesterday. We right. heard about it yesterday. It's impossible for her to get pregnant. But she is anyway. Yes. And man could be saved? Impossible. But God makes it happen anyway. So today's story uh, that is actually the when Mary gets the message that she will be the mother of the Messiah uh, ends with this one sentence that we want to bring as our main theme nothing is impossible for God so now we start with Gabriel showing up once again I guess Gabriel was very busy he, during he this was a time. busy a busy guy during the time the days preceding the birth of the Savior because you remember Gabriel showed up and talked to Zechariah in Luke chapter 1 and mm-hmm. we did that story yesterday and today he comes again on verse 26. Verse 26, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Now I don't remember if we said we're in Luke chapter 1, but just in case we didn't, we are in Luke chapter 1 and we're starting with the story of when, uh, as Mike just read, the angel comes to Nazareth, as you remember, that's where Joseph and Mary lived. And there is a virgin um, now, what the problem that we have here is that that means that Joseph and Mary 
uh, first of all, are not married. No, they're not married. They haven't had sex. Um, because at that time, it's not like sometimes we hear nowadays that a lot of mm-hmm. people uh, engage in intimacy before marriage. It wasn't the case. That was not the case And then. it has never been God's plan anyway. No. And in fact, in those days, basically, an engagement was more than it is today. It was a betrothal, which meant in word only they were now married. Once the, the dowry had been paid and basically the, the woman was declared to be his wife, but they were not living together as husband and man until the wedding ceremony itself took place. So this was a solemn pledge, a promise of marriage, yes. and they were considered to be married, although not living as husband and wife. And engagements were only um, broken by divorce. Mm-hmm. So this is not a light situation here that we have a virgin who is going to get the announcement that she's going to be uh, pregnant and is not from a man. I mean, which uh, fiancé would, you know, yeah. who, who's who, gonna who believe, would believe this? this? Who's going to swallow the pregnant virgin yes. story? You're correct, right? correct. And verse 28, and coming in, he said to her, greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. So this is the Davidic kingship that is being bestowed upon this child. There's so many things in the announcement of the angel that we have been talking to you as, as a prophecy in this case, that he will have the throne of his father, David. He's a Davidic line, but he's also the son of God. And and this is where the mystery of the incarnation comes in, that uh, Jesus comes as God, but yet the Holy Spirit conceives in her this divine being that is going to be born as a human being. I Mm -hmm. mean, this is the mystery of incarnation. And then we're told in verse 33, he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end, which is what uh, you remember in Second Samuel 7, um, in the whole chapter, yeah, we were the told the everlasting kingdom. Everlasting kingdom in, in the line of David. And of course, this is fulfilled through Jesus, who is the king of the Davidic line, but he is the king over all the universe. And then Mary asked a, a very good question on verse 34. Now, yeah, and you know, this is the normal question, but evidently she asked it not from a spirit of unbelief. No, because she she was she didn't get the same sign as Zacharias. No, she, she asked it from a, a spirit of, all right, this is going to happen, so okay, tell how? me how. Yeah, yes. and verse 34, and Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And then he, he <laughs> the angel gives her a sign, even though she didn't ask for one. No. Verse 36, behold, even your relative Elizabeth has conceived a son in her old age, and she who was called barren is now in her sixth month, for nothing will be impossible with God. And of course, we, we read at the end of the story that the first thing Mary did was run to see Elizabeth to yeah. see if it was yeah. true. Yeah, you're going to check this yeah, out. Yeah, this because is cool. this is very interesting because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Elizabeth's plan in God's whole uh, board, like we talked yesterday, was to have a son that would be the forerunner, but she was also assigned for Mary that the That's angel right. gave. Nothing is impossible for God. And Mary's response to this, behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word, says, whatever you want, whatever God wants, I am here, I'm at your disposal. Now, she was smart enough to realize this meant real trouble for her. The pregnant virgin routine was not going to be swallowed by most anyone. Yeah, we don't understand the weight um, of this answer. When This was huge. When Mary now has to explain to Joseph that she's pregnant of the Holy Spirit, which has never happened, uh, there's no any virgin that has ever conceived no. without a man. 
Second, uh, her parents are not going to believe her. The whole engagement is, is, is on the line. I mean, this is a major, major decision where she surrenders to this announcement that is way beyond any reality that anybody has lived. Up until the Roman occupation, she could have forfeited her life for pregnancy out of wedlock. Uh, there are all sorts of things that could have happened to this to this woman as a result of this, not to mention the shame, the reproach that would come upon her for all of this. Uh, and so this happening is a major, major deal for her. And yet she's saying, whatever you want, Lord, is what I'm going to do. I love the fact that the angel uses this land. Nothing will be impossible with God. Yes. It's like, you know, you're dealing directly with God here and God doesn't have the boundaries and doesn't have the limits that human beings have. And I remember that there was another uh, woman that got a miracle child in which a very similar, almost identical line was used mm-hmm. by uh, the Lord for her in her birth. And is Sarah, when she was to conceive uh, Isaac in uh, chapter 18 of Genesis, and she she was laughing. When she, she yeah, heard, she laughed. Yeah, right. Like, this is going to happen. She's laughing at this news, not believing the Lord. And the, the Lord said to Abraham, verse 13, why did Sarah laugh, saying, shall I indeed bear a child when I am so old? And then verse 14 is the key, is anything too difficult for the Lord? Is the same sentence that is given in that covenantal line when we're starting the line of Jesus. Same thing, it's just put into a question. Mm-hmm. Nothing is impossible for God. Is there anything too difficult for the Lord? There's nothing too difficult for the Lord. And and this pregnancy of Sarah is also a miracle because this is the way God shows his um, will of bringing about a Savior. His sovereignty, through, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. He is indeed God. And because he is God, we should not expect him to do the things that are logical because for our minds, these things are illogical. It doesn't make any sense. God says, I'm going to combat the forces of hell and I'm going to do this by sending a baby. And the angels must have been awestruck by this a baby to, to counteract all the forces of hell. How are you going to do that? Mm. Oh, don't worry. He's going to live and grow up and be a preacher. Well, yeah, that's nice. And then he's going to die. Well, then what's going to happen? Yes. Well, then I got a bunch of fishermen and common guys who are going to tell stories and they're going to spread <laughs> yes. the gospel wow. by telling. What? All this to counteract? I, I don't understand. Why don't you send the forces of heaven and just wipe them all out? But yeah. no, God's got another plan and it's yes. different than what we would come up with. You know, it's, it's, it's very interesting when we uh, ponder that the birth of Jesus is really not logical. No. You know, I remember trying to give the gospel to a close friend of mine, and at one point he says, Elizabeth, a virgin pregnant? Come on, who's going to believe that? <laughs> I mean, I remember when he talked to me like that. Of course. And here I see it. Because mm-hmm. she's saying, well, I'm a virgin. How is this going to happen? Yeah. And the angel says, well, you got to think uh, that God does things not like human beings do Think it. outside the box because nothing's impossible for God. Uh, nothing is too hard for him. Nothing is too hard for your God. And that fact means the fact that you can t- have eternal life. You can be saved because of the birth and death of this child. Actually, uh, salvation was a mission impossible. It was a mission impossible, but the cross, the birth and the death of Jesus crossed out the I am and it became mission possible. That's what we celebrate this Christmas. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free.